The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. And a nice response by the Royals tonight, especially from Giordano Ventura, who helped lead the KC charge. Obviously, Giordano didn't have anywhere close to his best stuff in command tonight, but we saw him continue to take step forward as he held it together, gets the Royals through six innings of one-run ball, and KC gets the obvious must-win game two of three against Detroit, 5-2, to two, setting up a rubber match tomorrow afternoon, one fifteen at Kauffman Stadium. And it's Davo. Glad you're along for another edition of Your Dish on Clubhouse Conversation, the third year of Clubhouse Conversation already. Time flies when you're having fun, right? Before we get to the analysis of tonight and look at tomorrow, I do want to let you know that I should be talking to a top 10 Royals prospect coming up tomorrow. So be looking at some point late tomorrow afternoon, probably after the game, when I post that here at clubhouseconversation.com with one of the top Royals prospects you will enjoy getting to know. That's coming up tomorrow. One other thing I want to pimp before we get into this is you can always follow us on Twitter if you aren't yet, at Royals Clubhouse, because I know we do the dishes about half of the games, maybe about 60 to 65%. You know, we'd like to be more towards 75%. I'll try to get better next year. But uh, the dish, you know, that way you know whenever we publish a dish or we publish an interview. And, of course, I love interacting with you as well on the Twitter at Royals Clubhouse. Facebook, Clubhouse Conversation, and here at clubhouseconversation.com, you can subscribe to our iTunes feed and get all future episodes of The Dish and future interviews downloaded right into your iTunes without even doing anything. Kind of cool. And, of course, we do former player interviews once a week during the winter, and current player interviews once a week during the season through the month of September. All right, now back to the task at hand, which is breaking down game two against the Tigers, which brings the Royals to within just a few games of Detroit and needing to win again tomorrow to get within two. The Royals do gain a game tonight on the Astros, who cannot beat the Texas Rangers to save their lives. The Royals also jump the Yankees, who... Lost to Baltimore. The bad news is the Baltimore Orioles won and remained four games ahead for the wild card. And nothing has changed since last night when I boldly proclaimed the Royals are down eight points, fourth and 18. Yeah, they're still down eight. They got a an offsides penalty. Now it's fourth and 13. <laughs> Get a win tomorrow and then find a way to sweep Minnesota. Then you'll have a first down and goal. Down eight still. You know I'm going to use football analogies since football is back on the boob tube, as we said back in the day. Actually, I never said that. I'm not that old. I'm only 35. But the generation before me said boob tube, I think. <laughs> Back in the day. So player of the game tonight, we'll go with Jordano Ventura. You know, I thought about giving it to Eric Hosmer, who established a career high with his 20th home run with the biggest hit of the game, the two-run shot. And that would have been a good choice. But in the end, it was Jordano Ventura who impressed me the much, you know, the most, even though his line wasn't that sexy. Six innings for Ventura, one run. Six hits, six walks. If you would have told me coming in, Ventura would have a whip of two in this game, I would have told you he'd probably give up at least five runs. The fact that he was able to go six innings, especially if you would have told me that he only struck out two because he's not missing bats, right? So if you're not missing bats and you're giving up two base runners an inning, normally that's going to be a long, well, not really a long night, probably a short night with a lot of crooked numbers on the board for the opposition. But not tonight for Ventura. Six innings, one run, six hits, six walks, just two strikeouts. You might ask, how the hell did he do that? Davo, how did he get out of that? You know what? Your guess is as good as mine. 
with a lineup like Detroit, you're starting to see Justin Upton hit a little bit. It's a full-strength lineup outside of Cameron Maben, who's not currently in that lineup. But up and down that lineup, you know, the, the, where is there really a dead spot? I guess seven, eight, nine, kind of. But even Ibar is a nice way to shore up the number nine spots. So maybe you've got two spots that are kind of soft in that lineup. But you, but damn well, better get those guys out, or you're in big trouble with this lineup. But Ventura, of course, the key stat and the reason he was able to go six innings, one run, despite giving up a whip of two, is the fact that for the game, Detroit went one for 10 with runners in scoring position. So that's obviously uh, the key number for the game as far as how the Royals were able to keep the Tigers' potent offense in check and hold them two runs throughout this affair. Yeah, one for 10 with runners in scoring position. The Tigers leave 12 on base. And one more thing before we move on here to the rest of the pitching about Ventura. We continue to see him progress. I mean, look at his last seven starts. 4-0 with a 2.4 for Ventura over his last seven starts. And he's not even striking out a hitter per inning. It's about eight-tenths, you know, .8 strikeouts per inning. Which, in the long term, for Ventura to become the number two starter that he still has an outside chance of being, I think he, I've, I've always contended the last two years, he's a, a three at best and a four realistically. He's probably a number four starter. When all is said and done. But, you know, for him to get to that number two, number three, he needs to miss bats, especially when you see wobbles with his command, which we saw tonight with the six walks. And, of course, the majority of that, I'm not a pitching coach here, so I can't tell you exactly what he's doing. But from talking to guys in the organization, hearing Dave Island speak, it's mechanics with Ventura. It's coming open too quick. It's not repeating delivery. And that's no no rocket science analysis right there. I'm aware of that. But, I mean, it, it's pretty much that simple with Ventura. When he's on, he's not walking guys, and he's missing bats at a decent clip. When he's not, it's normally the opposite of tonight. Normally, if he walks six guys and strikes at two, he or any other pitcher is going to get lit up, especially against a, a, an offense like the Tigers. But that's my point. It was impressive. He was able to work out of some jams. And the biggest thing to me was keeping his composure tonight. I didn't see him outwardly get angry and show the negative body language until that sixth inning. And there were some definite calls that he, you know, there's as there are with any pitcher for any game. There were some times where maybe a strike could have been called and it wasn't on a borderline pitch. And, you know, I don't think he ever got squeezed tonight. I don't think there was an agenda or anything. But it's nice seeing him not snap at the ball when it comes back and stare down the umpire when, you know, a pitch that he thought should have been a strike. Because A, it's childish. B, you haven't established yourself enough to be able to do that. And C, you shouldn't do it anyways. It does you no good. You're not going to make any friends. And you're not going to get the close calls for the majority of umpires. 80% of big league umpires aren't going to fall for that crap, right? Maybe a minor league call up might. You might be able to change their opinion and, and get a makeup call. But, it, you know, college basketball, there's makeup calls. There's not usually with umpires at the major league level. So, my point being, while well, we saw Ventura really take two steps back the first two and a half months of this year, culminating with that fight with Manny Machado in Baltimore, the, the season's kind of turned around for him ever since then, right? You know, it's not just because of, I'm not saying it's because of a fight. A lot of that's probably. You know what I think is the biggest factor? I don't think it's that. The biggest factor to me is I think he wants to be Danny Duffy. I think Ventura has been watching Danny Duffy. I think he's seen, oh, wow, Duffy used to walk a lot of guys and only go five-plus innings and run out of pitches and be an emotional guy, and now look at him. Wow, maybe I should be like him. I really think it's a pitching by example. I think he's seeing Duffy's success, and I think maybe some of the stuff that Island and company have been saying to him is resonating more now, and I think maybe he's just maturing and saying, you know what, look at Duffy. He wouldn't be where he was if he wasn't. So – 
that to me is what's going on with Ventura, and it is definitely nice to see as he's now taken two and a half steps forward to counteract the two back. I think he, you could say if he continues to finish out this year strong, you can probably call it a successful season for Ventura if he finishes strong here in his last handful of starts. And that's not something I would have ever imagined I'd be saying back around the Manny Machado beating incident in Baltimore. So a definite tip of the cap to Ventura, our player of the game for the third time this year on Clubhouse Conversation. Now, Joaquin Soria, tip of the cap to him. Scoreless inning with a K and a walk. Ditto for Kelvin Herrera. Scoreless inning with a hit and a strikeout. And... The only guy who had a tough night was Brooks Pounders, but we do want to give him some credit, obviously. The first game against... Second game against the Yankees, not first game. Second game against the Yankees, did throw two scoreless innings in that contest. So at least the, the outing before this, he had done well because he obviously had some tougher outings back his first time with the Royals, most notably the walk-off home run he allowed in Texas after getting the first two hitters to Mitch Moreland. So nice to see Pounders doing better outside of a rough outing tonight. A, a guy that we've spoken with here on Clubhouse Conversation. A guy that I've gotten to know. Very, very good, high character guy with a lot of upside who's come through a lot. So, you know, my point being, don't don't knock Brooks Pounder. Stick with him. It's a very small sample size. He's come through a lot. I'm telling you, he's got great character. There's good stuff there. So, uh, a guy that you, if you haven't heard that interview, by the way, I'm going to pimp that too here on ClubhouseConversation.com. Click on current player interviews and hear our chat with Brooks Pounders that we had along with Matt Strom. So, a couple of guys in the Royals bullpen we've had on this this summer and this summer before as well in the case of Strom. But Pounders, you know, I hope it doesn't come back to bite the Royals tomorrow. Because with him struggling, Wade Davis, of course, had to come in and get his 22nd save as Davis K's both hitters he faces. But speaking of that Yankee series, and I hate going back to that heartbreaking series, but game one, you see the Royals win. But the problem was, if you remember in that game, it's something that nobody really talks about much. People like to blame other people for the game two and three losses. The offense and the bullpen and certainly, you know, Volquez not being able to. I mean, there's it's a team sport, especially with this team. They've shown that time and time again. So there was no one person that lost any of those games. But one thing that nobody seems to talk about, they blame Yost for other things, is that in that game one victory against the Yankees that was comfortable, Chris Young, what, gives up after the catcher's interference by Drew Butera? On Tuesday night, then gives up three straight hits. So four, the, all four base runners get on, and then he brings in Peter Moylan, does Ned, who can't get the job done, and he has to go to Calvin Herrera for a four-out save. And that burns Calvin Herrera for game two, and the Royals end up losing that when the bullpen blows it without Herrera out there, right? So not having Herrera available because your mop-up guys couldn't finish out that game one against New York, you could argue was a big factor in the Royals dropping game two of that series. So I'm just saying I hope it doesn't come back to bite the Royals tomorrow because Wade Davis certainly unavailable after pitching back-to-back days for the Royals, and let's hope it doesn't happen again tomorrow. Now offensively, real quick, Eric Hosmer, like I said, off of Michael Fulmer on the fourth, his 20th home run of the year. All up and down the lineup, a consistent night for the Royals. Eight of the nine Royals starters had at least one hit, and four different Royals drew a walk tonight. Just a nice win overall for the Royals. And I thought after last night, I said they'd win today and lose tomorrow, and I, I still think that's probably the most likely result. I don't like the matchup tomorrow. It's lefty Daniel Norris, 2-2 two and two with a 3-8-6. Edson Volquez, 10-10 with a 5-0-1. Two pitchers kind of going different you know directions in their careers and recently as well. Norris Comes in after five innings against the White Sox. Gives up three. Did throw over 100 pitches in that last game against the White Sox. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here tomorrow. And Volquez, you know what happened against the Yankees. We just talked about it a second ago. That short outing. Three and a third. Four runs on nine hits last time against the Yankees. 
I just don't like this matchup for the Royals. You got three guys, Justin Upton hitting well over 417 at bats, Miguel Cabrera well over 400 against him, Ian Kinsler all up and down. Ibar, like two hits is like hitting 500. So there you go. Two bats, I mean. I, I just don't like it. I, I This Detroit offense is good. And Volquez has not been good. And I, I don't know. The, the velocity is not quite there. The pitches aren't quite as sharp. He can't seem to get deep in games anymore. I don't know if it's something where he's fatigued after pitching his first 200-inning season last year for the Royals and two straight, you know, you know, last year of all those outings in, in the postseason. I don't know if it's that. If he's wearing down, if he's just getting older, or maybe he just had a little dead arm, maybe he's fine. Maybe it's just been bad luck and a combination of not making pitches. Maybe he'll come out and dominate the Tigers tomorrow. Shut him down. I don't know. I doubt it. I, I don't like this matchup at all. I think Detroit probably wins this one pretty handily tomorrow. Think 6-2. to two. Seven to three, something like that. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, it's baseball, so it's every day is you know pretty much a coin flip, uh, unless there's some major pitching advantage or disadvantage or some you know major team advantage or disadvantage. By the way, one last thing before I go, I watch um, on DVR tonight. I've got the extra innings package, and I like to watch other teams around baseball a few innings a night of like so that way I can you know all the National League teams I see them all play at least ten to fifteen times a year, full games. So I was going through Milwaukee Brewers. Have you ever watched that team play? They have got to be the worst defensive team up there. I mean, they're as bad as we're talking Twins bad. We're talking Cleveland Indians a good portion of the year bad. We're talking New York Mets first half of the year bad on defense. They are bad. Hernan Perez at third base leads the charge for the awful Brewers defense. Just a random ADHD moment here at midnight as we close this out on the dish. No dish tomorrow for Sunday, but there will be an interview. I'll be back with you with another dish on Monday. So back Monday after the game at Minnesota, we'll talk to you. And again, tomorrow I'll be looking for an interview with the top 10 Royals prospect. Until then, have a great night and go Royals.